Welcome, everybody, to Blissfully Aware, the show in which three opinionated people discuss what's going on in fandom and nerd news in general. I am Bliss, and as always, I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts, Kelty and Kendra. Hi! Hello! Hello, Hello that's us. <laughs> We're those two. <laughs> hey, said my name. Well, ladies, welcome to April, specifically this month. Woohoo! April. Yeah, comes right after March. <laughs> April, uh, Autism Awareness Month in the U.S., which means we're doing another very special episode this year. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. <sighs> Kendra, can I get some very excited music? do the music. Yeah. I did my best. (laughs) Thank you. That's all I ask. Well, so if you missed it, last year we did ourselves a very special episode in which we discussed autistic coding in characters and autistic representation in media. And we thought we'd do a round two because there sure are a lot of autistic coded characters in media more than you'd think everyone's autistic coded if you're autistic i make all of my characters (laughs) autistic i think this in part definitely has to do with the public perception of what autism is expanding greatly in the past couple years with like understandings and i know like asperger's is an outdated term but let's let's say the 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 autism spectrum in terms of different symptoms that various people on various points of the spectrum can have at a time. Uh Because as recently as 1988, the, like, only, question mark, mainstream portrayal of an autistic character was (laughs) Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man uh, in 1988. The year I was born, autism sticks together, you know? Yeah. It, it <laughs> rode down on a shaft of lightning from heaven through Dustin Hoffman's portrayal and then right into Kelty's mother's womb. Yes. <laughs> That's how autism happens, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. And, like, the character, the Dustin Hoffman's, like, portrayal of Raymond, the character's name, in Rain Man, mm-hmm. uh, is, like, good, I think. Like, I don't think it's, like an unsympathetic or incorrect portrayal of someone with autism, but that one single role, like, shaped the public consciousness of this one disorder for going on 40 years now. To the point where mm -hmm. it was even referenced the moment that anyone used the word autistic They mean uh, like Rain Man? Yes. (laughs) But I was going to specifically say Bob's Burgers. Somebody just threw a bunch of... uh, Sugar packets on the floor. Yeah. And they can count them immediately. Yeah. Yeah, like, and yeah, so like, some of the big, like, checkmark symptoms that this character has is like, they're a bit of a savant, like, they're very good at math, Uh, they need their routine, like, they, they don't do well in... New and unfamiliar circumstances, and my favorite was that he needed eight fish sticks, but 
uh, Charlie had made him four. Yes. And so he cuts them in half to make eight. (laughs) And it works. And I remember my mom laughing and I was like, but that's what he wanted. You don't. Like, obviously. Of course it's okay now. Yeah. (laughs) My mom was just like, oh boy. (laughs) I wasn't diagnosed until I was 20 years old. (laughs) (sighs) So, yeah, a lot of those, like, stereotypes, I guess, of what autism is, and especially what autism is in fiction, can be traced back to, like, that one film. Yeah. Um, which isn't the film's fault as far as i'm concerned it's just a lack of imagination on the part of the public it's yeah a lot of autistic people don't like i've actually talked to multiple autistic people who are like i really like rain man because watching rain man i was like i know how this feels like even if your place on the spectrum is very different you still feel that inside your head at like an 11 like that's just like his his screaming meltdowns and everything. Like, I am better about those, but every time somebody would leave my door open, I would lose my freaking mind. Uh, as a kid, that doesn't really bother me anymore. I don't know. This is another weird thing about autism, is that it's a surprise! <laughs> things things just stop bothering you or, or start bothering you at random points in your life. Oh well. Um, but yeah, a lot of autistic people will say that they like the movie Rain Man, but they hate that other people have seen the movie Rain Man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, I would think, from what I know, the biggest, like, issue people take with Rain Man is that it's specifically associated autism with savant syndrome. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, math. Math, particularly, and counting, and, like, being able to do complicated math in your head. Because savant syndrome is when someone is just, like, preternaturally gifted at one specific thing. Most of us are not savants. (laughs) Like, it could be piano, it could be music, it could be math, it could be, you know, art, it could be whatever... But, or it could be nothing. Most or of us could not be a savant. Are, most like, of us are not savants, and we don't like it when you throw toothpicks at us. And they're not good at math. <laughs> yeah, I uh, <laughs> I will say. Sorry, Kelty specifically is not very good at math. I'm terrible at math. It was a joke. I say, I say this with no pride. <laughs> I say this with pride. I don't care that I'm bad at math. Uh, I've found workarounds. I have a freaking calculator in my pocket, so who cares if I'm good at math or not? Um, but I will say, um, shout out to, like, the consciousness of society absorbing other autistic characters to the point where it isn't the first question I'm asked anymore when I say that I am autistic. People don't go, so you're really good at math? Because I'm not. Like Rain Man? (sighs) Yeah. The thing is, for me, is that Rain Man, the performance, was so watershed in American cinema that it it inspired so many other derivative performances about autism mm-hmm. that a lot of people are familiar with the Rain Man style character mm-hmm. being portrayed in a movie or TV show mm-hmm. without maybe even ever having seen Rain Man, the yes. film. yes. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So they don't even know that that's where that performance and trope originates. Fun fact, 1988 is also when there was a 
massive boom of the name Dustin. Because, because Dustin, Hoffman Dustin Hoffman plays the main character Raymond in the movie Rain Man. I don't know why I learned that. That's an autistic fact, Kelty. <laughs> <laughs> really is. I mean, that's the thing is that is that like people will say cuz I'm not a savant. I know I'm not a savant. I have special interests. Okay. Whew. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) But people conflate special interests with savantism. Mm -hmm. And so I'll I'll be like, I know a lot about space. And they'll be like, how big is space? And I'm like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Like, it's silly to me that, like, my special interest I've mentioned multiple times is film and television. And so I... Um, most people, when they will be like, what's that one movie? Uh, I know it within like four words because I know all of the movies. (laughs) But it is interesting to me that people will just like quiz me on like random movies, even if I said I haven't seen them. And it's like, I don't, I don't know anything about Halloween 4. I can't help you here. But then they'll get mad. (laughs) They'll get mad because I said that my special interest was TV and movies, so they think that I'm IMDb, but I'm not. Well, let's then move on to the topic at hand of combining your special interest and... um... Autism. (laughs) Getting very meta with it. Which is another one of my special interests. Special interests about (laughs) autism. About your special interests. Film and television. Actually, I have stated that autism is one of my special interests because I like talking about it. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get into it and talk about some of the autistic representation in media, ranging far and wide. Part mm-hmm. two. <laughs> yeah, we get in some new ones. Like, for instance, like. There's the Rain Man type characters. And then because like autism research and autism representation and awareness has grown so much in the past 10 years, I'm going to say, like there are a lot of varied representations of autistic characters now and people in real life realizing that just because I'm not like Dustin Hoffman in the movie Rain Man doesn't mean I don't have autism or Asperger's or whatever. I know that we don't like Asperger's anymore, but a lot of people still... Anyway, I'm not here to judge how you, what you call yourself. Call yourself whatever you want, honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those perhaps softer characters that people might identify with would be Twilight Sparkle from My Little Pony. Because... Oh, really? Uh, rumor has it, I have no idea if it's actually true, But rumor has it that the writers initially wanted to write her as autistic, but producers vetoed that idea. So she is potentially coded. Hmm. Uh, She is the smart savant-esque character Mm -hmm. of the group. So there Mm -hmm. you go. A, a soft Rayman. A soft, <laughs> soft Rayman. Yeah. Rain know, girl! There are a lot of instances where people try and, like, lend their character interpretation validity by being like, oh no, they totally wanted to do it, but the, the studio wouldn't let them. Mm-hmm. With, you know, because then you don't have to provide any proof, obviously, because it's it was a cover-up. So, like, 
I don't know. I don't know anything about My Little Pony. That might be true. Uh, I mean, I don't remember a lot because we were watching it via a drinking game. <laughs> so yeah. I know who Twilight Sparkle is. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't recognize any of her. Uh, uh, she was. She was the one that you were supposed to. You're. I guess you're supposed to identify with her because she's the main character. She's the main character. Yeah, she's the purple one. Yeah. Okay. The main character and... to a lesbian is Rainbow Dash. Every okay. Time. Okay. Well, Sorry, she's the actual wasn't... main character. Of yeah. The show. Like, this wasn't Kelty's personal <laughs> opinion about My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. This was the actual grounded reality of the television show. <laughs> you could also then turn around and say, I get. Uh, I don't want to compare every single character on this list to Rain Man. Um. But then it's hard. Say hard. Right? It's, <laughs> it's how, hard. That's how large <laughs> this performance looms in the collective imagination of like the English-speaking worlds. Yeah, because like not only was it a huge movie and a famous movie, but it like won every Oscar that year. Yeah, like best director, yeah. best actor, best supporting actor. I think best screenplay too, or something. Uh, or best picture. Anyway. It was a big. It was enough that people started naming their kids Dustin. Mm. So like that's how that's how large this one portrayal looms, like over just depictions of autism in English speaking media. Yeah, to the point where it feels like everything is in comparison to this one role. And like I said, I don't think Rayman is a bad movie, and I don't even necessarily think it's a bad portrayal of an autistic character. Mm-mm. It's just that. It has come to be the only portrayal of an autistic character, and that that is what an autistic person in reality acts like, and that's obviously not true all the time. Uh, best no. actor, best picture, best director, best original screenplay. It was also nominated for best original score, best cinematography, best production design, and best film editing, but did not win. There we go. Thank you to Google. So yeah, and. That was my fucking skeleton. Oh, sorry. Oh. That was Kelty's autism. <laughs> that was Kelty's yeah. toothpick moment. <laughs> God, people say toothpick moment to me all the time, and I hate it. Was that a good toothpick um, moment? <laughs> and that's like the thing is that all autism, like both, this isn't entirely Brain Man's fault, but because this has been reflected in like, diagnoses, diagnoses of autism throughout history, but it's seen as a very white male disorder. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's often reflected in the characters who are canonically considered autistic in their media. Like, there's a lot of autistic coding, but characters who are, like, it's in black and white in the text of the show or series or whatever, uh is usually a white male male character. In fact, uh, all of the people that I'm going to talk about today are white men. Yeah, I can think of... There's Abed Nadir from Community, obviously. Shout out! Who is male, but uh, is uh, Palestinian with a Polish-American mother. So yes. So a non-white male character. There's also, uh, now I have not seen this show, but there is also um, a character from the series Claws Bliss that I know you have watched. Yeah. 
who is a <laughs> black man. Uh, mm-hmm. the character name is Dean. Mm-hmm. He was, you'll know this, Kelty. He was uh, Mercutio in Boz Lerman's Romeo ah, plus yep. Juliet. Oh my god! Oh my yeah. god, I love him! Yeah. He's also in Lost, but uh, I couldn't, I honestly couldn't take his character seriously because I kept picturing him in, in Dragon Dancing while he was looking for his son. Who had my father's name. You would not name, be able to so. take his uh, character seriously in Claws because he plays a very low-functioning autistic man who then gets um he gets someone pregnant later. Oh. Um, I feel like I would because uh, if I like can respect the writing, but Cla- but Lost was just uh, stupid from Honey, the start. you're not going to respect the writing of Claws. <laughs> well, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know. I don't know if the character that he plays is a sensitive, nuanced portrayal of what an autis- of an autistic person. I was just going to say, I was reaching, and it's one of the only <laughs> other non-white male characters I can think of who is mm-hmm. actually diagnosed, like, some at some point in the show, they say into the camera, he is autistic. <laughs> yes. But there are, mm-hmm. like, there's there's the guy from Criminal Minds, there's the guy from The Good Doctor, like, you know, typical yeah. white male, good at science, uh-huh. socially awkward uh-huh. autism portrayals. Yes. In the last, like, god, that's even going back, like, six, seven years now. Ugh. Spencer doesn't have autism. They specifically make a point of saying that in the show. Oh, do they not? Are are we sure? I mean, they they have that. They have an episode where he has to deal with an autistic kid, and they make a joke about have him him being autistic, and he's just like, "No, I was tested." So I mean, they did the same thing in Big Bang Theory. I mean, I don't I'm just saying, <laughs> sometimes it's not always autism. Sometimes I mean, it's bad writing. <laughs> it's bad. I'm going to say, they definitely, they're definitely having their cake and eating it too, because in the mid-2000s, we had a real thing in American TV, specifically, yeah. where we had a single lead asshole who was, like, a dick, and he was always a white man, and he was very good at one thing. Whether it was Mm -hmm. medicine in house, whether it was numbers (laughs) in numbers. (laughs) Creative. Yeah, I I mean, fucking, and... Uh, crime and the mentalist. Yeah. Or uh, crime solving with his crime powers. Man, fucking yeah, uh, whatever he fucking did. Fucking suits. We was lawyering. Lawyer. And so we just we I don't know we we enjoyed this idea of a character who was just so good at one thing that he could just be a total fucking asshole to everyone else and everyone had to listen to him because he was he had this amazing one skill. It's the fantasy. And they usually leaned into this character. Being, yeah, like socially awkward, mean, uh-huh. like, and later flirted with the idea of them being on the spectrum as that became a more like mainstream idea. Mm-hmm. But then usually shot it down. Yeah, they usually didn't have the guts to actually say that. And then there is the 
perhaps troubling notion that you're excusing a lot of really shitty behavior by just being like, they're autistic. It's fine, actually. Yeah, I don't do that. (laughs) Well, but uh, yes, but in terms of like retconning a character's bad decisions or bad treatment of other people. I kind of liked how they did it in House because House, he has a a patient who's autistic and so he like tries to like tries to hint that he's probably autistic too because he's very good with this patient and wilson's like you're not autistic you're just an asshole and you hate change like shut up (laughs) um so kelty give me give me some of your prepared non-twilight sparkle examples that you've brought to the table today the the least weird one that I have is Archer from Archer, <laughs> obviously, oh, yeah. who mm-hmm. um, whose representation I actually really like because he's a fucking moron and a total slut, just like me, mm-hmm. and then just randomly actually very charming, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and actually very charming and not. Really all that socially awkward, just bad at relationships and people because yeah, he's a pretty, he's like, jackass. Pretty charismatic, like, in small doses. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's fun. But actually a, a raving, like, dickhead, but in a way that's definitely on purpose. Yes. And it's fun. And then he he also has the, the toothpick moment with bullets mm-hmm. all the time. That they build up over, like... Five or six seasons at this point. Yeah. It's sort of always a joke that he's the only one who ever counts the number of bullets being fired. Yes. So he knows when someone is out or not. Because it's like, in old spy dramas, it's always like, ah, did I fire five bullets or six? And Also in westerns. You know, it's easy to count to five. So, that, so he just does that. But that progresses. They escalate that joke until it's like, he's keeping count of like, multiple guns mm-hmm. like around a, a scene and yes. he's keeping count of several instances of gunfire and he's like oh yes yeah, so you have three and i have two and this one is, has none and he's out and yeah it's really great so there's there's my there's my least weird one. <laughs> oh, there was also um there was the kid from the power rangers movie oh there was that kid yeah yeah. But nobody watched that movie. No. I did. I, I sure, <laughs> sure didn't. Tell me about it, Bliss. Was Dude, it a sensitive uh, it and was... nuanced portrayal? It was not. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> Kel Surprise! <laughs> it was, in fact, a very bad movie. Um, Papyrus. Papyrus from Undertale. Oh, really? Well... He is theorized. Oh, uh, gotcha. He's the tall one, right? He's the tall bone. Yeah. He's so he's tall, the tall bone. <laughs> I love him. He's the tall bones. He can't I mean, control his uh, volume. Volume. And he has a lot of special interests and not a lot of social uh, awareness. And um, just so generally... I got mm-hmm. a question. What yes. is the difference between a special interest and a regular old interest? Obsession. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when I was when I was growing up, my parents just called them my new obsessions. 
Because I definitely have those, despite not being diagnosed as an autistic person. Mm-hmm. Well, lots so, of normal people have them, too. That's fine. I just, I am wondering what the criteria is for something but, being an autistic special interest. Being autistic. I guess, yeah. <laughs> if you have a special interest the... and, you're, and you're autistic, people get really fucking tired of your special interest. Yeah. That's the difference. That's why I keep it to myself. Exactly. As an autistic, I I literally can't. I'm like, I don't really care what you're talking about. I want to talk about the Titanic right now. (laughs) Kelty, next. All right. Um, (laughs) Second least weird or weirdest? Let's go with second least weird. Let's save the best for last. All right. And strong. (laughs) That's a good good radio technique. And strong. Uh, okay. All right. So, um, as as our loyal listeners have heard, I've been into Silicon Valley lately, and pretty much everybody on that show is autistic, except for, ironically, the one non-white male character and then the one main female character. <laughs> yeah. I Basically, mean... the non-white characters and the non-male characters in Silicon Valley... Like well, out of the main cast. Oh, I was about to are, say, what's her autistic? Um, yes, they had uh, Gwart. No, not Gwart, but yes, Gwart. Um, Gwart and oh, oh god, yeah, actually, yeah, okay. Uh, fucking, fucking Lori. Lori, yeah, yeah. Lori that was really cool. is one of the few like women in media that I could say is autistic representation. I think. Mm. <laughs> What I thought was really cool about Laurie's character, actually, is that she is autistic in the male way. Yes, in a mm-hmm. in a Rain Man way, which you basically never see. Which you don't get to see, because the thing is, if a girl in media and fiction has to have a problem, it has to be a sexy problem. <laughs> because, because if... She still she, has to be fuckable for Because the if male she's audience. not hot, yeah. then what is the point of her character? What, why is she there? You know, so, <laughs> why is she there taking up my space and time? But when the the actor who played her character originally died after season one, they had to replace they had to replace his character with a whole new character. So they did Lori Bream, who basically acted the same way because I have news: a lot of CEOs and coders. Um, are on the spectrum. spectrum. Uh, And yeah, she really is. And she's kind of a dick. And I love it. I think it's great. Robotic and super unaffectionate. Very tactically minded. Very (laughs) repressive of emotions. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I do think also that... Pretty much all of the main characters are autistic in different ways, which is always fun. I like to pick out the things that make them all autistic. Like, um, my favorite character is the monotone Satanist named Gilfoyle. And... Shock surprise. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, he literally is only ever seen eating cereal. Or, at one point, a hot dog to annoy another person. Uh... 
But he has he, to eat, like, he has to eat his cereal out of a special bowl. Out of his special yeah, bowl. He yes. has a special bowl that is actually a a bowl for autistic people. Like, you have to, like, you hold it a certain way because it's got to, like, cut out on the inside. And you're able to, like, push your cereal into the milk so that it doesn't get soggy. It's specifically made for autistic people, and he uses that bowl. And then the main character, whom I hate, is the one that I relate with the most. (laughs) Because he's a spaz who can't regulate his emotions or his volume or really anything about himself at any point in time. And needs three different minders at all times because he can't... (laughs) Very inspired by, uh... Mark Zuckerberg. By, yes, specifically, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of Mark Zuckerberg in The Social Network. I think he's more like... The actual Mark Zuckerberg! Zuckerberg. (laughs) Which is more like Data from the next generation. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um. Like, if anything, Jesse Eisenberg humanizes Mark Zuckerberg. He does. Um, he does he does him a lot of favors in the social network. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever seen the social network but haven't like seen Mark Zuckerberg talk, he doesn't talk like that. He talks like data. Yeah, oh god, like brilliant film. Like I can't wait for the sequel where Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> impotent man rage mm-hmm. ends Western democracy. I can't wait. Please, David Fincher. Yeah. Please. Yep. Tried in the Hague. Or shows up to the Hague in his flip-flops and hoodie. Although, if anyone's asking, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Mark Zuckerberg is autistic. No comment on the... <laughs> on the true Mark on Zuckerberg. On the true Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, right. Okay, so... Richard and Guilfoyle are kind of the most autistic out of the two. Or out of the five of them. But also, Jared comes off as autistic sometimes just because he doesn't really understand sarcasm. And he's just... He's very naive. Yeah, he's a bit of a dweeb. I love him. He's... He's... He is... He's tied for first of my favorites with uh, with Guilfoyle because he is Bliss. And yeah. he is... So he's my best friend, so I love him. <laughs> um... <laughs> Flawless. Um, well, what about then from My Hero Academia? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelty's little autistic son, Todoroki. I love him. Shoto Todoroki is He's my one favorite. of the most autistic anime characters I have ever seen. Um, I love him. Like, goddamn. Very closely tied, tied with Deku, who is the main character. Yeah. Deku so, literally has a scene where he's stimming, <laughs> and he just and no nobody even does anything. He's just sitting there stimming in his well, chair because they know if they disrupt him, they'll get a meltdown. No, I I just uh, it's like a nobody even comments on it or anything. He just is stimming just, in his chair. Just gotta leave him alone. He'll he'll settle down. I th- I just think that's great. <laughs> Because it's like his mom knows. It's like he's been tested. And she's just like, yep, okay. He's rocking back and forth in his chair watching his favorite YouTube clip for the, like, umpteenth time that he's still, oh like, God. into his teenage what- years, continues to watch. Is he literally watching the same YouTube clip? Is that what he's doing? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. my God. 
That's incredible. Over and over and over and crying, (laughs) rocking back and forth in his chair. Um, Yeah. Just stimming. He's autistic. He has these notebooks that he, like, catalogs, like special interest is heroes and so he catalogs all these different notes on all the different superheroes he finds and mm-hmm. he is very autistic whereas Shota Todoroki is the other kind of autistic in which you um very socially unawares and just poor baby needs to be walked through life <laughs> gently eats the same thing every day <laughs> he eats the same thing every day <laughs> Oh no! Yeah. Oh dear. Cold soba noodles. He uh, oh. he doesn't understand jokes. <laughs> Can't have a he, lot of uh, texture, huh? No. No cold soba. <laughs> <laughs> um. There's this joke in one of the later seasons in which he's doing a fake interview, and the um interviewer is saying, you know, oh, you're so handsome, you could stop a woman's heart, and he's just like. My smile could kill a woman? And he's, like, mortified. (laughs) He's a baby. He's very autistic. Mm -hmm. In a similar way, I saw people several years ago when Guardians of the Galaxy was new suggesting that Drax was autistic, or at least Mm autistic-coded, because he is literally incapable of understanding sarcasm. Nothing will yeah. go over my head. I am. My reflexes are too fast. I will catch it. Yes. So doesn't <laughs> doesn't of. understand sarcasm. Doesn't understand metaphor. Is a, just a purely literal being. And of course, in the movie movies, this is used largely to comedic effect. But it also means that like the character gets some like genuinely emotional moments that are not played for laughs. That are played very sincerely. Mm-hmm. Where. Uh, he just gets, yes, like, obviously he's motivated largely by the devastating loss of his wife and daughter, and just genuinely is gets to feel sorrow and rage about that a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And also not what we think of as an autistic character, because he's not at all a nerdy dweeb. He's very muscular and strong he's and buff. angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also not a meathead, like a sensitive guy. Yeah, like, yeah. I I like uh, I like how fucking wacky everything is. Yeah, or I mean like, obviously like Guardians of the Galaxy, everyone's a, the wackiness is turned up quite a bit. But I I didn't not like that interpretation. Mm-hmm. No, I liked it. Um, I also like the headcanon that um, a few of my autistic friends had that Groot is autistic, like a normal Groot. Groot animals would be able to talk normal. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, uh, but just Groot is, like, practically nonverbal autistic, and Rocket is his minder. Aww. He loves him very much. The, the Groot species. The Groot species. I That was just somebody's, like, fun headcanon. Don't fucking email me about Groot species or... <laughs> Or whatever the well, fuck. Well, actually, in the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy issue 409. Because here, I'm gonna tell you, I don't care. I didn't even like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, the comics did not care. I liked the movies, though. So sue me. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the piece de resistance. Kelty, would you like to regale us? She's chomping at Kelty. that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
her weirdest deep cut autistic character representation. It's coming. She can barely contain herself. Um, she is literally rocking back and forth. All right, take it away, Kelty's super obscure ten-year-old deep cut perfect autistic representation character. And go. Did any of you guys play Dramatical Murder? Probably not. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's a weird cyberpunk boy love fucking visual novel. Yeah. I don't... I don't it doesn't have a plot. Don't I mean, get, it super does have a plot, don't actually. Get, no. <laughs> it's got too much plot. Don't get confused. There's not actually a plot because there's no fucking... It makes no sense. No... That there's no plot. <laughs> I am going to, just so that the listeners have some idea, Dramatical Murder was a Japanese language visual novel boy love BL game that came out in 2012. Uh, it recently got its official English language translation, despite there being, like, English language bootlegs, bootlegs for the last ten years. Um, so that's how I ended up playing it, because... Last year, I was in a mood to play some visual novel dating sim type games, and I just downloaded a bunch from Steam, and this was the first one I opened, and boy howdy, it is bonkers. There is actually, despite what Kelty says, quite a lot of plot, too much plot, a lot of very anime kind of plot, where... (laughs) Yeah, there's, like, you find out in one ending that there are... Lots of robots. Well, but there there are robots that are clones, or not clones, but, like, the same production line as one of your boyfriends, (sighs) who they also sing a song that puts you into mind control. Basically, they put you under a spell. Also, you can mind meld with other characters and go into their subconscious. It's hot. And they also control people's minds with tattoos. It's stupid. Like, capital S, stupid. Yeah, what I Very mean... Very anime. What I mean by there's no plot is don't try and follow the plot, but... You just have to get real cool with a lot of shit real fast. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a fun time. Oh, very fun. it on Steam. I enjoyed it. Like, it, it was... It surprised me every time. I'll give it that. <laughs> um, I'm not going to read my whole essay because I wrote a whole essay on this character. and um... But yes, anyway, Kelty's favorite <laughs> is also the one she thinks is autistic. Shock surprise. I don't think he's autistic. He's autistic. Yeah, she knows it in her in her heart. Okay. There's two autistic characters, but one's a robot, so that's cheating. Um, the other one is a kid who goes by noise. That's not his real name, like but his real name, his name is Wilhelm. Wilhelm, so, yes. Uh, yikes. Um, anyway, the things that he does... Well, describe him a little bit first. Okay, right. Before okay. you just start listing things off. Right, Paint right. a picture for the listener. Right, right. Okay, so he... Uh, he uh, I'm trying to... Uh, okay, he's a, so... He's German. Right, okay. Right, that too. He's <laughs> ger- Well, I mean, I said his name was Wilhelm. Yes, he's, he's German, and he lives in this weird world, and he plays a weird live-action 
Pokemon game, basically, is what it is. And it's his favorite thing to do, and he plays it all the time. His face is all pierced up, and he also has dick piercings. Lots of body modifications. Right. Lots of body modifications. I'll say that in the in the story of the game, there is this, like, online... <laughs> uh, it's not even a role-player game. It is kind of like an online... Pokemon. Pokemon. Like, care, like, people can do battle with each other. Like, if they both have their little Pokemon Go app going at the same time, <laughs> then you can just challenge other people on the street and, like, have a little Pokemon battle. Because in this future, people have put their iPhones into cute little animals. Like, little robot because animals. Because it's anime, you see. Because it's anime, and <coughs> why haven't we done that yet? I don't know. And basically everyone plays this game, like, the vast majority of people, uh... Either play like, this game or on Or fans, games. yeah. Uh, there's, like, turf wars over who's on the leaderboards of this game. Uh, it's, it's a big, serious business. And Especially for noise, because it's his special interest. Yes. Uh, for, <laughs> for reasons that we will get into, he's very attached to this game, and... <laughs> I love him so much. So yeah, but keep in mind that the premise is is that everyone, at least in the city where this uh, series takes place, at least all the like young people, all are part of this online game where you do battle with your little cute animal iPhones. And it's also, I should think. point out, so everybody's got a little cute animal iPhone, and they have a cute little name to go with the cute animal iPhone. Like, um, one of the characters who you date, uh, or you could date, is a little red robin, and his name is Benny. And your main character, uh, has a little dog named Ren. But Noise has a little block that has a rabbit face painted on it. It's just a cube. It's just a cube. And he calls it Pseudo Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> that's its name <laughs> not not very sentimental no oh boy. he's also got he's also got like 30 of them he doesn't care yes he goes through them a lot some people like <coughs> develop because they have like little personalities and can talk back to you develop like treat their little robot iphone like it's a pet like most characters in the game treat it like it's a pet like it's another person that they can chat with like have some affection for it. Not our boy Wilhelm. No, he. They are. They are essentially floppy disks to him. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, why are you talking to it? It's just your fucking cell phone. Like, shut the fuck up. Anyway, so one of the biggest things is that he f fights a lot because that's how he bonds with people. <laughs> Well, but why, um, Kelty? Why well, does he love this game? And why I'm Why does there. he experience most um, personal interactions through conflict? I'm getting there. Okay, pardon me. So... Sorry, giving something for you to bounce off of. <laughs> but, um, what you find out if you, if you pursue him is that he has, like, an inhuman pain tolerance... And you're very concerned because he's always, like, fucking bleeding all over the place. But it turns out he just doesn't feel it. He just doesn't feel anything at all. Uh, 
really like he'll feel pressure but not like pain congenital analgesia that's the thing or um, congenital insensitivity to pain yeah but what he can feel is his tongue and the inside of his mouth and the inside of his mouth yes so that's because anime so there's that but despite this this is actually one of my favorite parts despite the fact that the only sensation he has is taste he only eats pasta and pizza he doesn't eat anything else he does not like different foods. He will try different foods and then think that they are boring or not. He doesn't like them and he will not eat them anymore. And that just uh, screams autism to me, personally. Um, he also has no uh, affect to his voice. Everything he says is totally monotone. He only really expresses anger instead of sadness, which is something I related to, which is why he's my favorite, because I didn't know how to cry for the first, like, 16 years of my life, and so I would just get mad and punch things. <laughs> and so does he. <laughs> and it's meaningful to me. He overexplains everything and all of the options to your main character. He is pretty much a... <laughs> He is a walking encyclopedia for the least important part of the game. Like, that is... <laughs> because you actually learn the least amount of what the fuck is going on in doing his, his path. Doing yes. his path. Like, you learn nothing. You're just like... At the, in fact, at the end, they seem to realize that you have learned nothing. You and don't learn anything. And they're, they're, they're like, man, we didn't really accomplish any of what we set out to do. The characters are oh, like, well. did you do it? And he's like, no, did you? I ran into this weird thing. And they're like, oh, that's weird. And then, <laughs> and then it's the end. I'm going to say this. Uh, according to the Developmental Behavioral Pediatrics Journal, uh, in a 2008 article... Developmental disabilities such as autism can include varying degrees of pain ins insensitivity as a symptom. Yes. There you That's go. why I brought that up. Well, but just in separate from him having a pain intolerance disorder. Anyway, as I was saying uh, about his, his special interest in the game being rhyme, uh, and he will just explain all of rhyme to you, despite rhyme not mattering at all. Rhyme being the Pokemon fighting game. Yes. So, he uses it, actually, to connect with other people, because he can feel pain in the game. Sort of. Somehow, the magical... Magic. Augmented reality of the game is able to get him to feel sensation better. And, like, he doesn't have a lack of sensation. He says it's, like being touched through a thick layer of rubber. Yeah. So much so that during one of the sex scenes, you have to bite him in order to get him to come. Bite his dick specifically. Yeah. That is You have to bite him real? during a blowjob. That is some freak shit that I am so glad like that I I discovered. <laughs> like more of that, please. More weird freak sex in media. <laughs> On top of that, on top of using the game in order to understand people, uh, he's weird about other people touching him, but is not weird about touching other people. 
which is also a big problem for autistics. We have a lot of personal boundary that you're not allowed to cross, but if I want to hug you, then I get to. <laughs> but there's actually a scene where in order to prove how not weird he is, he just randomly kisses the main character, you know, to show that it's not weird. And then when, when the main character is like, why the fuck did you just randomly kiss me? In fact, that was very weird. <laughs> that it was, felt like... That was super weird. Zero out of ten. He just goes, I didn't think it was weird. And the conversation is then over. Because... Because they didn't think it was weird, so why should you? Let's see. He keeps asking why people do things even after they have given an answer because he doesn't comprehend it. So people will be like... I mean, I do it because I feel compassion. And he's just like, but why? Basically, uh, there's a point, there's a, there's an aspect of autism that is basically just a toddler who just doesn't, like, will just ask, but why? Why that? Why that? Every time you answer the question, because they just, because they don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, if if it's not explained to your satisfaction. Yeah. Then we must un- we must delve deeper, yes, and uncover and, the truth. And the thing is, is that I have this problem very badly sometimes, where I won't understand why someone has done something. Like I don't really understand why people do mean things. And when people are like, "Well, sometimes it feels good to be mean," because I don't feel good when I'm mean. I'm like, no. So that doesn't, that's not right. So, so you're wrong. So why do people do mean things? <laughs> it's not great. I wish I didn't do it. It's just how life is. It sucks to be autistic sometimes. Uh, there's also something that I found on the wiki, which is funny and also very relatable as an autistic person. Uh, so he's kind of a furry. That's not the relatable part. Um, he's kind of a furry. He has a little rabbit suit that he wears when he's playing the game. When he's playing Rhyme. Not really sure why. Just an anonymity, I guess. But, like, it's a rabbit. And it's a rabbit like his little pseudo-rabbit that he has. And until the main character teases him for liking rabbits, he doesn't even realize that he likes rabbits. Which is... Which is relatable, because sometimes I'll have a new special interest and not even realize that my special interest has changed and I want to talk about the new thing a lot. And people will just be like, wow, you're really into this show. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I guess. Oop. But yeah, that's all my notes. I got overexcited, so I kind of blew through them really fast. <laughs> because autism. <laughs> Well, that one, yeah, noise, noise is sure as a character. <laughs> they Dramatical all Dramatical murder. Sure is a game. Sure is a game. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Shout out to Dramatical Murder. Everybody should download it. I mean, I'll give it this. I am still- If you I are am, over 18. If you are over 18. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot some of our listeners are probably I will I will say this I am still talking about it a year later mm-hmm. like it left yeah. an impression I have a sticker on my computer that I'm looking at right now that Bliss bought me good for you babe well I'm just 
It's it's it left an impact. Anyway, yes, that was so like still have a ways to go, I guess, in terms of autistic representation, giant air quotes. Still very white male yeah. portrayals largely. It is it is still very largely white and male, but I will say that Autism is kind of all over the place as a spectrum. Spectrums are wont to do that. So really, if you try hard and believe in yourself, everybody's autistic. Sure. And autism is not a monolith. You don't have to agree with our interpretations. You can have your... Well... (laughs) You don't have to agree with our interpretations. (laughs) But I'll cry. (laughs) But, yeah. If you... Try hard enough and believe anything is whatever you want it to be. In media, <laughs> honestly. <Whoa. laughs> Way to take a stand, Bliss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, there, there is more to, I mean, there is more to the portrayal of autism than just the characters that get deemed such in American TV. Because Lord knows that's not great. No, that's no. not a lot, and it's not great. No, but in fact, none none of the ones that I talked about, except for I guess maybe Archer, have been deemed such. Well, yes, all of these were <coughs> characters that we interpreted to be autistic representation yeah. or autistic autistic coded. Although, I don't know, if you try and t- I mean, I'm welcome to hear an argument that Todoroki isn't autistic, but you got a long climb, because, uh, I don't- I, I'm, I'm not gonna buy it. You have an uphill battle yeah. with one person in particular. <laughs> Who is autistic, so I'm my opinion's there. best. I, I will also be at the top of that hill. Like, Todoroki's pretty fucking autistic. So is Deku. There's very little that will change my mind about the My Hero Academia headcanons when it comes to the autistic characters. Sorry. Yeah. But I think... I think we talked about the thing this week. Did we talk about the thing this week? I think we talked about the thing. The thing being autism. The autism thing. The very special episode, <laughs> part two. Yes. Yay! Happy Autism Awareness Month. Should you wish a happy month? Yes. Yeah. Happy Don't Buy Anything you... with a Puzzle Piece on It month. Oh, I don't know. Just, it's not really a holiday, you know? Should you wish... I hope anyway. you have a happy month. <laughs> hope you have a happy month. Doubly so, um, if you are on the autism spectrum. <laughs> Uh, do y'all have a happy? Um, we did just see a oh, little girl yeah. who's really good at drums. Saw this girl, Nandi Bouchel, who is this girl who looks to be about 10 or 11, who got to go on stage with the Foo Fighters, uh, got to go on stage with the Foo Fighters, uh, last August, because she's an amazing fucking drummer and just absolutely blasts it on the drums with Dave Grohl on stage and it was super heartwarming because she just is fucking tearing it up and 
That was that was it. It was just a she's tiny. She's super cute. She's adorable. She's talented, and it was just so nice to see her go on stage at the forum in L.A. and just rip shit with a rock star. <laughs> yeah, it was Aww. cute. It was just a tiny little YouTube video, but it did made us gave us a smile. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, my happy is uh something I actually did with you, Kelty. You how? Our friend Beef Leaf on Twitter and I have yes! been watching this Thai boy love series called Cutie Pie. And it is It's so ad- cute. Adorable. It is so cute. It is a story about these two young men in an arranged marriage and drama ensues. <laughs> They're just all fun. Dorky and cute and fun and it's so cute. Everybody like everybody in the show was so just precious. Yeah. And it's really fun. It's really soft and it's very pretty to look at and Yeah. The cinematography and color mm-hmm. palettes are always very pretty. And when they kiss, it's just rainbows everywhere. Just the light glares. <laughs> the lighting just, went all whoosh. It's, it's lovely. It makes me very happy. There's a new episode this week. I'm excited to watch. So Yay! I'm excited to have a thing. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, it was really fun. That's also my happy, too. Yeah. It was really fun. Um... But yeah, I think that'll do it for us this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to find us online, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Blissfully Show. You can find our website at blissfullystore.company.site. And if you are watching this on YouTube, hi, hello, uh, let us know what your artistic headcanons are, because we are honestly so curious. I am, actually. I am always looking for a new autistic headcanon, genuinely. Yep. If you want to get me into something, the way to do it is to say there's an autistic character. That's actually how Bliss got me to watch My Hero Academia. Or even a a character that could be read as autistic. That's and then Kelty will just love them with all her heart. <laughs> I hadn't even met Todoroki yet, and I was already like, yay! <laughs> Until next week. Bye! Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Have a good one. You're special. Can't you just stand at the scene of the crime and see what happened? I see a man using a social disorder as a procedural device. Wait, wait, wait. I see another man. Mildly autistic super detectives everywhere. Basic cable, broadcast networks, pain. Painful writing. It hurts. <laughs>